What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I have special guest Dr. Jim Morgenstern from Rubber City Chiropractic on the line. How are you, man? I'm great, brother. How you doing? I am doing wonderful. I am doing wonderful. We we haven't spoke in quite some time. You were a former client of mine, but it's been like a year, I would think, right? It's been a little while. Yeah, it has. But you got me on such a great track. I just kept rolling with it, and uh, I'm feeling great, and it's, it's great to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's great to have you. Great to have you. So give the audience a little, little background kind of on you, a bio, if you will, um, just kind of what brings you into the keto space in the first place. Yeah, man, I'd be happy to. So I was recently on a podcast. Uh, with the Fatfield Family Podcast, and we kind of went through how keto found me uh, back in 2009, and I shared that with you. Um, I'm a chiropractor uh, in, at Palmer College of Chiropractic down in Florida. Uh, we had a great nutrition program, and they just kind of dipped into keto for the sake of taking the next exam, but they really didn't break it down unless you wanted to kind of meet up after school. So um, our nutrition instructor, you know, he mentioned that and, and he said, go ahead and meet me at this date at this time. For anybody who wants to learn a little more about ketogenic dieting, you know, I'll share what I know because uh, it saved me. And, and for those who just want to learn, you know, what we, what we need for the exam, stick around and we'll just do that locally in class. But whatever it was a Friday, I can't really remember. And, and I was the only person who showed up, go figure. And, uh, so for like two hours, we pounded out, um, Dr. Me, uh, Mario Di Pasquale's book, uh, the anabolic diet and the metabolic diet. Um, which are awesome reads for those who knew nothing about nutrition and who want to learn everything there is. That was kind of like one of the first books that, that kind of spoke to me. And anyway, so began doing some keto back in 2009, 2010. I was originally about 235 pounds coming from a bodybuilding background, which I'm sure you can appreciate. Um, you know, seven meals a day, strapped at every two hours. And if I don't do so, I'm going to shrink. That was kind of the mindset. So when I was sat down by this nutrition instructor, you know, he, he let me know, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And this is going to blow your mind, but you can use fat as fuel. And it, it just blew my mind. And so I just jumped right in and made these big slops of ground beef and bacon and cheese. And I was pretty heavy in the dairy back then. I was putting cream on stuff and they were delicious. And you'd open up your Tupperware in class and you'd eat some, what is that awesome smell, you know, and man, I'm, I'm doing this keto thing. You guys got to check it out. So over the course of a comfortable nine months, weight just kind of melted off. Being down in Florida, uh, I'm an Ohio boy. So obviously being at the beach was something that I would regularly enjoy on the weekends. And that turned into, you know, some beach runs during the week in the morning and at nighttime. And um, weight was just falling off and uh, pant sizes were dropping. I was getting in the best shape of my life and I was eating delicious food during the week. And then I'd have a little bit of uh, relaxed meals on the weekend because that's kind of how the program was back then. And so um, over the course of those nine months, you know, dropped to around 200 and then kind of settled in at 195, 190. Um, and, and I felt amazing and the mind and mental clarity uh, for school was off the charts. And so, uh, you know, rolled with that through school. And then in 2012, graduated from chiropractic school, moved back to Ohio and started to work uh, for a couple of different places locally over the next couple of years. And you know what? I kind of just fell off the, the train, as I told you, you know, I, it wasn't that I didn't like keto. It was just, I guess it just, it was easy to grab this or that, or maybe somebody brought food into work and they had it for the whole staff. And um, I guess I guess you should say, I just, you know, lost track and lost connection of, of the keto stuff. And so um, fast forwarding to when I met you, uh, probably about a year and a half or so back, we sat down and we talked about, um, I wanted your guidance and try to get me back into like, what's new with keto? Cause I, I it's been a couple of years since, you know, um, 
kind of jumped into things. And so you got me on a really, really simple, but effective plan to jumpstart my metabolism. And I'll tell you what, man, it just, it got me right back into feeling amazing within just a couple of, a uh, couple of weeks really. And then my wife kind of started to peek, Hey, what's this keto stuff about? And, uh, it really helps to have your significant other, as you know, you know, doing the oh, same yeah. as you are. And, uh, so her and I together adopted what seemed to be a very balanced keto uh, lifestyle. And, you know, there are nights that we let loose a little bit more. Um, and I kind of, you know, I, you definitely feel it the next day, not in a good way. And then you jump back on the train within a few days, you're feeling amazing again. So, um, right now living right around between 190 and 195, as I shared on a previous podcast, um, I really enjoy intermittent fasting. I, when I'm with patients all day long, the mental clarity, I can't trade that for anything. I feel locked in, in the zone. Um, I'll sip on some coffee, maybe some days, or some days I'll just have, you know, some water or whatnot, but I'll add some fats if I feel like I really need to be locked in, like for this podcast. Uh, so I have, you know, found a good balance between um, eating when I feel like I need to and then fasting. And, and I always feel great when I fast. So some nights I can fast all the way until, you know, eight or nine at night and then finally have one big meal to kind of make up for, for not eating all day. And I just feel like my body knows what to do with that nowadays. And it took a while to get there because um, back in 20, 2009, 2010, you told me to fast all day, I would have not believed that that would have been anything but detrimental to my quote unquote gains or performance, you know? So, um, I just want to thank you. I know that was kind of a run on for a couple of minutes there, but it's just not an easy two second answer when it comes to how ketogenic has affected my lifestyle and, and actually those around me and, and my patients. So, um, Thanks again. Thanks again for your help. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I, I definitely want to dive into a, a bunch of different avenues here. First of all, I mean, huge shout out to your instructor who was, you know, forward thinking enough to offer his students, you know, an opportunity to come speak with him after class. Because that's, I mean, if you think about it, that's like a, a non-intrusive way to kind of push your nutrition on somebody. Because like, if you want somebody to, to be keto or or kind of tap into that potential, I mean, it's really got to come from from them. Like they've got to have that motivation. But if they're willing to come after class and spend time learning and hearing about it, like like you did, I mean that's that's a hundred percent the right way to go about it. Oh, it was great, and you know what? And the the college that I went to for chiropractic school uh, was Palmer College of Chiropractic, like I said earlier, and that is the Harvard equivalent, in my opinion, to um, the chiropractic schools that are out there. Now I know a lot of other schools will say, "Well, we're the best," and and I mentioned that on a previous podcast. You know, Logan is a great school, Life University is a great school. Um, you know, Nationals got their pros and cons. You know, Parker. All these schools, Sherman, you know, they're they're all good. But, you know, for me, the curriculum at Palmer really stood out amongst all the other ones. And with the nutrition program, it's so important because as a chiropractor, we're not serving medicine. I mean, food is our medicine to tell patients how to take care of themselves better. It's so powerful. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, school is what you make it as you move forward into practice. You know, there's been nothing better than being able to have some in the knowledge realm of, of ketogenic uh, dieting or ketogenic lifestyle to pass to a patient who is just inflamed, you know, can't seem to break the pattern of, you know, sugar overload. And, and they just keep going back into this, this almost hamster wheel of, of falling off of this diet train, or that diet train. Keto's just been so stable for those who follow it. And they just, they feel better. Bottom line, it's the best they've ever felt best they've ever performed. And when they can tap into the little nuances, um, as I'm sure we'll get into, uh, it's amazing to see the changes in how they adjust and how they hold their adjustments, chiropractics. You know, it's interesting. I've recently started going to a chiropractor myself. Yeah, we'll dive into that for sure. But I, I will yeah. definitely say that, you know, I don't know, I don't ever really go to the hospital. I don't really, you know, prior to now have gone to any you know, chiropractic services. But in, in just a few times I've gone, the 
the the chiropractor that I'm working with now, and then you, and then the other chiropractor I know. So I know three chiropractors in total, and they yeah. are much more like on an average, it seems in tune with you know being proactive towards your health as opposed to reactive. Whereas all the doctors I know, they're all about just reactive thinking towards any ailment. So yep. huge shout out to that quantum leap and just thinking healthfully long term to the chiropractor. Oh, and I love that, and I love that you're seeing somebody too. So um, you know. I know we're not exactly close, you know, with respect to, to logistically speaking, Ohio to Arkansas. You're in Arkansas now still? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where whenever, not if ever, whenever we do meet, um, I'd love to show you a few things too on top of that with um, not stepping on anybody's toes, but with mobility work. And I offered that to you a while back, you know, if you're in the gym as much as you are and you're trying to figure out why this movement or this move, this other movement doesn't feel right or doesn't feel as crisp. A lot of times we look for mobility uh, restrictions that maybe I can give you homework to work on that can open up more range of motion and then you start to have more pure movement patterns and then therefore decreasing in pain. So that's kind of my big thing is, you know, how can we, you know, put out the fire and then teach the person to move better long term so they don't keep having these issues over and over again. And I'm sure you're hearing this from your chiropractor friends as well down there. Um, but anything I can do long, you know, from a distance, please, you know, don't hesitate. I'm always happy to help you and any of your uh, Keto Savage followers as well. Well, I'd really like to make that the the main focus of this podcast because, like, I okay. think, um, you know, from like a in, injury, you know, preventative standpoint, and also just mobility work, you know, yeah. there could be yeah. a there could be an entire podcast on that alone. Um, oh God, yeah. And, and oh yeah. You're the expert on that, man. So let's just roll up our sleeves and, and get incredibly specific on it. How chiropractic services and and just mobility work and what you recommend is going to improve somebody's life from a performance standpoint, if you're an athlete, and then also just, you know, everyday, you know, life standpoint. Okay. So, so many ways we can go with this. So whatever comes out of my mouth, we're just rolling with <laughs> yeah. questions and, and we'll, we'll, this will turn into a, uh, I think the big picture at some point along the next maybe five, 10, 20 minutes. So <clears throat> chiropractic, first of all, is is one of those things that a lot of people seem to seem to skip over when it comes to their healthcare team. They decide like you said, more on, I'll wait till I'm sick, I'll wait till I'm hurting, and then they'll choose a reactive approach that sometimes um, they've waited too long. Maybe something's been sitting there just too long and, and, and it's beyond the point of being helped um, conservatively. And uh, maybe they need to, you know, and I don't want to go these different routes because that's not my, uh, I always believe anybody that walks in the door, I can help them at some point. As long as they're willing to listen and willing to put in their uh, portion of the, of the deal, um, I believe that I can help anybody who walks in and, and just like I said, I want to spend more time with them per visit in regard, I said, in comparison to somebody who wants to see you three times a week for a month, two times a week for a month, and then magically one time a week for a month. And before you know it, you've accumulated 60 visits and you're looking at the doctor like, well, maybe, maybe we should spend more time together. Maybe we shouldn't. What if I'm better after visit three or four? You know, so it's one of those things where my approach is to only see so many people per day, but spend more time with them so you can really try to show them things that they can do to fix themselves for the long term. So those types of things that I believe are, are really the key to fixing someone long term, I call those mobility drills or mobility homework. Uh, I know it doesn't have a very sexy name, but they're little things that people can do to check in with, let's say it's a hip issue or a shoulder issue that's causing their neck pain, upper back pain, or lower back. Um, every joint that moves for, for the audience out there has a way that it can express its full range of motion. So an ankle, a knee, a hip, a shoulder, an elbow, a wrist, and then of course the spine. If the areas aren't moving the way they're supposed to, and now we add load, external load, like lifting or running or CrossFit or 
whatever, whatever it may be, we start to create a dysfunctional movement pattern, which can lead to other areas of the body having to compensate and fulfill that range of motion. But maybe you're asking a little bit too much more from the next joint above. So for example, if somebody doesn't have a very mobile ankle and they go to do a lunge, a squat, a jump, or a deadlift, the next joint up, the knee, and maybe the next joint up, the hip, and maybe the next joints above that, the pelvis and lower back, have to work a little bit differently and maybe not necessarily better, but to make up for that ankle that's not moving correctly. So it's one of those things where we got to break down the athlete and figure out where their compensation patterns coming from and then mm -hmm. give them the proper mobility drills or mobility homework that they can work on daily to reestablish proper range of motion in that joint so that the other joints know how to move, I should say, in synchrony. And then hopefully with least amount of resistance and decreasing inflammation, yada, yada, yada. So you if you can create a better joint that moves, you can create a better athlete that moves um, at its purest form. And then hopefully you can have decreased chance of, hopefully that didn't sound like too much of a run on, but you get where I'm going. We got to figure out where the problem's coming from in order to know how to fix you as a whole. So that's what, that's what I think the biggest thing is, is, is getting your hands on somebody, breaking them down, figure out how they're, and then go from there. Now, if it's just average Joe, who's just looking to feel better, um, you know, give them something that's scaled, obviously something that they don't feel too overwhelmed with, but man, if I'm asking somebody to do something two minutes here, two minutes there a day, that's not asking a whole lot if you really believe that can help them long-term, which, which that's what I believe. I don't think I went straight into what chiropractic from there, but when somebody comes into the office, you know, they'll, they're looking most of the time for me to get rid of some type of pain, whether it's a joint issue or a muscle issue. Um, we kind of dive into what's called a chiropractic adjustment and find out where the restrictions are in the spine or in the other joints and administer what's called a chiropractic adjustment. And it's a mobilization into those joints to free up a, basically a stuck joint that's not moving the way that it should be, creating aberrant motion. And um, it's putting pressure on nerves that could give pain signals. And so with repetition and a couple of adjustments, you can restore proper movement in that area of the body and the body heals itself. That's the most beautiful thing about it is it's, there's no drugs. It's all natural and it's for everybody, really. I have kids that come in. I have infants. Um, you know, when the babies are born, they're pulled out of mom a certain way that sometimes can set in a misalignment in the spine. And then the baby has issues digesting food. Maybe they're not sleeping well, their energy's off, they're fussy. Um, and then you take that into someone, you know, who's a little bit older and then a little bit older than that. And then now we're sitting in school all day. We have, you know, cell phones, laptops, our postures rolled forward. There's always something that somebody comes in the door that I feel like I can help them with. Um, and, and that's what most chiropractors out there, that should be something that comes out pretty similarly um, in conversation with them is chiropractic's for everybody, even up until the 90s and people that are over 100. There's always more gentler ways to do folks like that. But um, really, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I feel like that was my main goal of talking to Danny and Mauda on their podcast for the families. Everybody can, you know, benefit from some type of adjustments. And I want to flip it back to you. What was giving you most grief recently as you were healing up? What's some of the reasons you turned to chiropractic? It's, it's kind of crazy, man. Like I'm, I've never really gone to a chiropractic. I've been lifting now for 10 years. So I probably would benefit from a lot more proactive care than I do. Um, and I've been pretty lucky. I haven't really had any you know significant injuries whatsoever. Um, but I had this just intense back injury, probably the worst I've ever, ever had. I've had like little sprains and strains along the way, but nothing like just crippling. Whereas with this, I was doing squats. Um, and I had only, I only had 315 on the bar. So nothing crazy. It was like a warm up set, uh, for four plates, which I was going to. And on my second rep, I just felt like my, my entire 
pelvis lose stability and then something overextend in my lower uh you know vertebrae i don't know which one l5 or whatever whatever but it i, I knew something was off and then i racked the the bar and then just went to the ground man like i literally could not stand it was just an incredible amount of pain very acute pain i couldn't flex the muscle i couldn't do anything i was i was immobile and i literally couldn't overextend um and i couldn't i mean the only comfort came from kind of like rolling up into the fetal position and i didn't know what was going on i was i was watching youtube but i literally could not walk upright for three days and i went to the doctor on the second day and I'm like, hey man i don't know if we need to get like an mri or something but i'm a pretty tough guy i've got a pretty high pain tolerance and something is not right here and he's like yeah take take these steroids take these pain pills and come back in a week if you're still hurting and like, this doesn't seem like a very <laughs> proactive measure um but he, he he told me what it was in his opinion was a uh, an overextended facet joint or faucet joint however you pronounce that um so then i started watching a bunch of youtube videos on that and it seemed pretty much describe exactly the sensation i was feeling so i'm like, okay that's that's at least what's going on here let's go to a chiropractor and see if we can figure some things out but man i, I was totally and still am pretty ignorant with regard to, to chiropractic services i mean i just assumed that you know somebody puts you in a, on a table and jumps on you a few different ways, makes you pop, and then you're good to go, you know? That's kind <laughs> right, of the, right. the degree of my uh, my depth and understanding. So I, I was like pretty pretty skeptical, you know? Um, so I walk into this uh, clinic. One of my other clients uh, is also a chiropractor, and he went to school with, with this guy that's, you know, near me in my area. So he recommended him, so I went to him. And I walk in, and I'm expecting to be popped, you know, all up and down the back. <clears throat> and uh, – He's like, yeah, I'm an upper cervical spinal care, so we only manipulate one, one vertebrae. Um, oh my gosh, it's such a hard sell, by the way. Like, if someone only runs their practice that way, they are that is the only thing they want to touch, and they will they will live and die by that. So I'm sure you got that as as your next part of the story. But yeah, yeah. Well, he he's been he's been really good so far. I mean, and and we can dive into that too, because I I mean, again, like I like I'm I'm completely ignorant on this, so I'd love to hear you know all different. I I didn't even know. I say all this to basically illustrate that I did not even know there was different, uh, different types of chiropractic service. I thought like a chiropractor was a chiropractor, but I didn't know there was like all these subdivisions of chiropractors. Um, so I don't know if you want me to like hop in as you go along here, because it seems like you're coming yeah, up with man. really good. Dive, so, dive in. Yeah, okay. So, and I definitely do not want to give any type of disrespect to anybody who practices one way or the other. Um, but an upper cervical specialist chiropractor is exactly that. They want to look at the top, most top joints of the neck. And that is their bread and butter. They're going to focus in on that. And that's the area that they're going to um, try to fix and stabilize. I, I can't go any further past that because that's not the way that I practice. I do adjust the entire spine and the entire body. So I'm what you would call more of a mixer. So I would take care of your neck, your mid-back, your lower back, balance your pelvis, your hips, your knees, your ankles every time, as well as your shoulders, elbows, wrists. And I know it takes longer. And a lot of people might say that's too much stimulation for the body. I've never found better results by taking care of the entire body because that's, we don't just move one piece at a time. We move as an, as a human being, we move as one whole um, body. So my approach is always to go from the ground up and take care of pretty much everything every time, unless there's certain patients that we've had a conversation that we are just kind of, kind of moving one way or the other on a particular visit per their request. Again, everything's always at my green light, if you will. So they always give me the okay before I do stuff. So um, with that being said is you asked, you didn't think that any chiropractor may be different than the next one down the street. Um, 
everybody's different. I think you really have to test and try a couple uh, different folks to see what jives with you. You know, you want somebody who's diving into the workouts like you are to understand the biomechanics um, behind whatever it is that you're doing on the daily. So a bodybuilder or someone who's a powerlifter or someone who's a crossfitter, um, you know, may appreciate someone in the chiropractic or physical therapy realm who understands the demands of those certain workouts. So for you, I'm going to bring it back to you because I think it's more fun to kind of jump into like doctor mode here. Uh, and certainly I'm not trying to fix anything over the phone or step over um, the boundaries of someone who's currently working with you. But when you have a lower back injury or a facet joint um, that maybe has gone through a hyperflexion or hyperextension, um, when it comes down to it, you want to put you in certain positions to find where is the joint restricted, where is the pain coming from, and then why are you getting surrounding musculature that's guarding? Because it's all a complex. It's not just one uh, exclusive thing. It's probably a few things that had led to you feeling the pain that you had. Because how many thousands of reps have you done before that? That probably felt perfectly fine you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and so when it comes down to figuring out why the facet went cranky to begin with i would always dive down into figure out what muscles are in a normal tone or in a guarded tone and the first i have a triad when it comes to lower back um it's the psoas muscle psoas so mm -hmm. you look that one up it's on the front side it's a pelvic stabilizer it's going to keep you from collapsing, collapsing forward underweight. Um, and then it also can be um, uh, paired up with the gluteal area and the QL region. Um, so your quadratus lumborum are the two uh, thick muscles on your lower back that run up towards uh, the thoracic spine and the lower ribs. And then obviously the gluteal area that I mentioned earlier is just think of your butt cheeks. So the glutes, the lower back, and then on the front side, you have your psoas. You got to go through and check those because if one of those is completely locked down, it's going to be cranking down on the spinal joints and the facet joints could be getting uh, compressed more than they currently want to be. So um, that's where I come in with the mobility homework because yes, I would like to adjust, you put the spine through different movements to, to, to realign the spine, but then I also want to send you that way bay until we meet again. Does that kind of make sense? So you have stuff that I can help you with, but then I also want you to be doing a couple minutes of work on your own throughout the day to just, um, balance in that day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, just just in just in watching those few YouTube videos about the facet joint specifically, like, you know, they had some like exercises you can do to stimulate the muscle around around the joint and just get things lubricated, which I've been doing now every day prior to, to lifting um, or any kind of spinal load. But, but yeah, after that injury, man, it's like, shoot, I, I do not want to suffer that again. Crystal was making fun of me. She said I was getting old or something. I, I can't be having that. <laughs> well, that's, that's not very nice, Crystal. <laughs> I know. No. But, I, but I got you. But it'd be, uh, you know, one more thing, too, is a lot of the stuff we talk about on the phone for the audience, sometimes it's uh, um, it's hard for them to visualize things. So, uh, you know, I offer the same to Danny. If you guys ever want to do something um, through video, you know, I think that would be an awesome thing to demonstrate something. Some of these things for your audience um even if we kept it real simple like we could do the triad for the lower back do something another day for the upper back to kind of get people unbound from sitting behind a computer all day um try to make it pertinent to the to the most common things that i see walking in the door um and then we can also do something let's say for the feet you know there's just there's ways that we can do this that way your audience could have something to kind of wrap their their eyes um around not just their ears because sometimes it's hard to visualize some of this stuff um because as i'm talking to you i'm moving my hands around and clearly you can't see me and so yeah. it's just one of those things where I always want to offer, um, you know, a video version of this too down the road. Anything I can do to help you guys, I'm always happy to do so. How far are you from Columbus, Ohio? You know what? We're probably a good hour, 20 minutes away. Um, you know, at, you can look on a map, Akron's going to be a little more north and a little bit east. Um, but it's a straight shot down 71 to Columbus. And and I'll be there for the, are you asking about, by chance, about, about the Arnold? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Are you going to be up there this year? I'm like 90% sure I'm going to the Arnold. Okay. So this is going to be perfect. So uh, it's coming up here in a couple of weeks. So it should be the end of February, early March, right? Is that, I don't have the yep, date. Yep. Okay. It's so, like the last day of February. Yeah. So this is perfect. So yeah. So the Arnold, we're down there every year because Arnold is a huge proponent of chiropractic. Um, one of his best friends, Franco Colombo, is a chiropractor. And growing up, you might see some of the old videos of, uh, of Franco adjusting Arnold in between sets, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of cool than some of the old videos. See, I didn't know that. That's crazy. I didn't know he was a chiropractor. Oh, yeah, man. So, it, but so Arnold comes over. Uh, so there's actually um, the International Chiropractors Association has um, continuing education weekend where they bring in speakers, kind of like KetoCon, but for chiropractic, it's not as big as uh, some of the other events. Um, but, it, but it's one of those ones that I go to every year. Um, and so it's right across the street from the, uh, the Arnold Convention and all that. So um, Arnold comes over on Saturdays. And he does like a, a little talk to the chiropractors, thanks them for coming in, loves what you do, yada, yada, and a picture opportunity with him too. So um, I will be down there this week, uh, that weekend. So we should 100% hook up if you're going to be there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at my calendar right now. So it starts on Thursday the 28th and goes through Sunday. Um, what what day are you going to go to the... Uh, so, to the yeah. So typically I work, my longest days are Tuesday, Thursdays. I'll work 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. most days. Just don't get out of there with enough time to get down there on Thursday. So usually I'm there Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday is kind of like optional. They do some closing remarks, um, but the, the, the continuing ed days are primarily Friday and Saturday. So uh, we should, we should definitely plan something for one of those days. Yeah, man. I, I don't like trying to get up there earlier, stay longer or something. I can go to your clinic and then we can like record a bunch of video footage that relays some of the messages you're talking about here on the podcast. That would be awesome. And you know what? If we planned it out right, we can even do this off audio, but uh, I could even make um, the schedule kind of change for that Thursday and we can make it work. If you wanted to come into town earlier, that'd be, that'd be sweet. I'd really, really enjoy that. That'd be cool. Yeah, man. I'd be all about that because I'd, I'd be curious to see, you know, how what you're doing compares to what I'm getting done with just, just simply upper cervical alignment. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it, it would be good for me for sure. Oh yeah. And you know what you can even, the cool part is too, you're going to, I'll open your eyes to a couple other things too. So that when you go back down there, you know, if you still like the guy that you're working with or the gal that you're working with, you know, you can choose, you know, what served you best. And there's so many, so many great benefits to getting adjusted. And, uh, I think you just got to find somebody that jives with what you're doing because, for the long-term health of your lower spine, you're going to, arguably, I think you're going to need someone down there to help kind of create a better positioning for you and then also give you the right stuff to do uh, homework-wise for the long-term. I think that would be the best um, prescription for your for your lower back and pelvic health, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the guy a lot, for sure. He's, he's a great guy. I've actually got him. He's starting keto this week. Um, so uh, I'm converting him to keto. Um but and I I like his his take on things and again I never had really any chiropractic services so anything that I'm getting now is a step above what I was getting. Oh for sure for sure and you know what if he if he's only checking the upper neck then I'm assuming he's really 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 good at the upper neck you know what I'm saying so you know you can use him for your upper neck stuff and then you know ask him ask him these questions too like hey what are, do you think I should be getting some of the lower spine worked on like what are your what are your thoughts there because. I'll be honest, some chiropractors are pretty protective of like sharing patients with other people. So if you want me to work on you, you might not want to tell him, but uh, I'm always happy to help you. Obviously, I want to make sure that when we meet up, just like I did for Danny, like I want to put my hands on you, kind of see what's going on. And then I want to help you. That's that's my that's my bottom line. I always want to make sure I take care of, um, you know, anybody that I'm giving advice to if I can. 
So yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I mean I don't know the the more I've dove into just you know preventative care and whatnot and being proactive about injury prevention, like the life of a bodybuilder and just what I put my body through from like a a loading perspective, like the load that my spine goes through on a day to day basis is far from natural. So me, my gut instinct tells me that it's going to require more than just an upper cervical, you know, adjustment. While that might be great, I feel like I just, I would benefit more from that because what I'm doing is more than, than the body would naturally go through. 100%. And you know what, honestly, when it comes down to athletes that walk in the door, I always reference, you know, my powerlifters, my crossfitters, and then pretty much anybody that has two arms, two legs, and, and a spine, you want to make sure that you're assessing all those joints i feel like almost every time they come in because things change you might be doing your homework so well that you create a new shoulder or a new hip and then i need to be like oh okay great like you're actually doing what i asked you to do so therefore you're going to find that your body moves more gracefully or more efficiently and that's the big picture like you said you're putting external load on your body that um a lot of people can't do you reference 315 being a warm-up good for you because there's a lot of people who can't even do that as a as a max you know they'll get there one day but you're blessed with that strength. So you want to make sure somebody is your body mechanic behind the scenes, keeping you, keeping you lined up just like somebody would take care of their car, you know, from time to time. So, um, that's exciting. And I'm really glad that you're seeing somebody. And if it does work out that we hook up here in a couple of weeks, I'll be even more excited to, to help you out. Oh, for sure, man. I think honestly, like just based off of what I've learned thus far, and you can definitely, you know, elaborate on this, but the, the simple act of aligning everything, because I mean, if you're if you're looking at it, like if you're doing squats, for instance, we'll go back to the squat reference, and for whatever reason, your your hips are out of alignment due to some, you know, intervertebral, uh, you know, misalignment there, then then you're going to, one, one side of your musculature is going to have to overcompensate the other side. So it winds up being just this, this compounding negative effect on your body every single rep, every single day, every time you train. And, and I can see how over years time that definitely leads to issues and then certain, you know, bone structures, joints, cartilage wearing unevenly. And that that's where the real problems start. Listen, if you could just rewind that and play that over and over again, you just simplified what most people can't get out of their mouth. Like you described exactly how I would want someone to understand what poor biomechanics and misalignments can do. And then you're just compounding that crappy movement on top of, uh, let me use the word crappy and crappy tissue and then more crappy movement on top of weaker and more poor defined tissue. And then you create this problem that's so deep down that when someone, somebody like me finally gets my hands on someone like you, not you, but the person that we're making up here, you have to spend so much time peeling back the layers of the onions to try to get back to um, whatever was the normal Robert, you know, where was, how far back are we going to have to go to get this, um, you know, is it years? Is it months? You know, so that's, that's kind of the fun part working with athletes is, um, they're great compensators and sometimes you can get away with crappy movement patterns for a while, but then at some point it grabs you and then you got to figure out where's this stuff coming from. So to be honest with you, when we do hook up, if you do end up coming up to, to Akron, uh, to either of my places, uh, I think we should film whatever it is that you ended up needing work on. And you know what? I bet there's thousands of people who watch that who end up maybe taking that same example and trying it out on themselves. And like, Holy cow. Like. I had no idea this was like this. And then before you know it, you're helping so many other people like a domino effect find maybe in their, you know, neighborhood, their chiropractor that could help them or their physical therapist that could help them too. Um, and I think this will be, this will be a beautiful thing, especially, you know, knowing that you are coming back from an injury, there's nothing better than finding that key for that hole to kind of help unlock that next 
you know, next level for you because you're on your way back up. You just want to make sure we're doing it, you know, in synchrony with your body healing. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like I, I'm 27 years old, you know, and I've been lifting for 10 years, like I said, and there's a lot of people that can relate with me. I'm sure you can relate with me when I say like, you know, you, you go through this phase, you know, in your twenties, especially where you just feel like a superhuman and oh, injuries yeah. aren't a thing. I mean, you just recover faster. I, I sound, you know, like you hear older people always talking about, Oh, when I was a kid, yada, yada, yada. And it just like it <laughs> right. loses meaning because you're like, Oh, you know, that, that's just, that's you're just get away from me, old guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when it <laughs> yeah. happens to you and it kind of opens your eyes. I mean, like when I went to the, the chiropractor for the first time, he took an x-ray, three different x-rays of my, you know, neck and skull, uh, and the first several upper vertebrae just to kind of see where everything's moving. And, and you could pretty visually see how a misalignment in, in me specifically has caused an uneven wearing in some of my, my, my top five vertebrae and that compounded over time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that compounded over time. I mean, it makes me wonder what, I'm going to be looking like at 37 or 47 because I want to be, I want to be lifting heavy when I'm 87, you know? So it's like, you got, you got to think that long view kind of, I mean, cause there's so many people that were, you know, studs when they were in their twenties and even thirties. And then you look at them now that they're in their sixties and seventies and they look like worse than people that have never lifted. <laughs> yeah. They're just broken. I mean, look, look at Ronnie Coleman, you know, classic example for anybody that doesn't know Ronnie Coleman first, you, you go, go Google Ronnie Coleman. You got to know who Ronnie Coleman is, but for anybody that doesn't, I mean, he's like the number one Mr. Olympia, won eight years in a row, like the king of bodybuilding. I mean, the biggest, the most defined, the, the densest bodybuilder ever. But he is going through surgery after surgery after surgery. He's had multiple, uh, you know, back replacements, hip replacements, just everything's broken. And not to say that that all could have been prevented with, you know, some some chiropractic services. There's probably a lot of things that have compounded to, to create that effect. But, I mean, anything that you can do, to play the long game and, and put yourself in a better position to stay healthy, you know, as you get older, it seems like a no brainer. And that's the name of the game, man. What, what can you do to undo what the daily stresses do to us? I know it sounds like a long run on there, but if you're active, what can you do to keep yourself healthy and active? You know, cause you don't want to be like, we kind of went into, you know, you don't want to create a problem. Um, and then just keep bearing more and more load over top of that problem because eventually it's going to find it's going to find you and it's going to grab you. And I'm sure Ronnie was feeling amazing and maybe he was doing, um, you know, some type of massage work, chiropractic work, or PT work. I, I have no idea. Um, but you know, could that have he, um, could that have elongated his um, career or now his post career of being in chronic pain? You know what I mean? So. Um, it is the million dollar question. It's like, how can we stay as youthful as possible, as long as possible and keep the body feeling good? I really feel like chiropractic has got to be at the top of that list with, with, you know, massage PT, and then, you know, finding somebody who's a biomechanic expert to teach you how to move the right way. That's my, that's my, that's my go-to there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the people listening to this podcast, people that are in the keto space are primed to, to be receptive to this information, because if you're on the ketogenic diet, I would have to assume that you're taking a, a a keen interest in longevity and and you're not just on the diet for for weight loss. I mean you actually want to take advantage of, you know, the anti-degenerative diseases, um, you know, like the all all the benefits that come with keto from a long-term health and medical perspective. So like it only makes sense to to take take that information and also apply it to any misalignment issues that you could be suffering from, you know, with regard to you know, going to a chiropractor 
um, you know, getting massage done, getting, you know, anything that you can do to kind of give yourself an advantage to be healthier long-term, I think is, is worthwhile effort for sure. One more thing too. And I, I don't know if we're going to go this route in this podcast or maybe another one down the road, but you know, we didn't even talk about keto being like this also this wild card that a lot of people forget to play or just saying nutrition in general. Um, you don't have to call it keto, but you can call it, you know, watching what goes in your mouth in regards to like, let's say sugar, for example, you know what I mean? Like things that are going to 100% cause inflammation in someone's joints. And if somebody already has inflammation and they're healing and you keep pouring sugar down the throat and you keep, you know, choosing foods that are uh, creating more inflammation, well, you're going to be in this, you know, I say hamster wheel, but you're just going to keep creating more and more issues that are the longer the inflammation sets there, it's going to be that much harder for your body to heal. So, you know, keto is amazing because it's so anti-inflammatory. And if you can supplement mm -hmm. with a couple of things, you know, adding like, let's say turmeric or some fish oil, high dose EPA, DHA, um, you know, it's just one of those things where like you can really formulate something that can help you heal from the inside out, which is also going to fit the chiropractic model is healing from the inside out. So um, I know we didn't go there, but I just wanted to make sure like uh, it's, it's just it's anyone who is already in this audience for, you know, the longevity benefits of keto, you know, it's going to jive with everything that most chiropractors should, you know, feeding you as well when it comes to nutrition. I'm not saying you need to be keto, but I'm saying like teaching you anti-inflammatory, you know, thought processes and, and ways to, to keep the body youthful with, when it comes to supplementation. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, 100% agree, man. I'm, I'm actually really excited for this chiropractor I've been going to, to, to get on keto and give it a, at least a solid month because he, he plays tennis and he's been telling me how his knees bother him some after playing tennis. I'm like, man, you're going to get on this diet and you're going to recognize the benefits from an anti-inflammatory standpoint alone and you're going to be hooked. So. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see his feedback. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's dive in. I know it's kind of hard to, to do this, uh, via audio and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to illustrate this a lot more when we link up in person in a few weeks, but is there anything mobility wise or just, uh, you know, exercise wise or stretching wise that you could explain, uh, through, through audio that anybody sure. listening might be able to start applying today to kind of give themselves a better foundation? Yeah. So, you know what, I'm going to give you some really, really easy stuff we can kind of talk through over the audio here. Um, I want to go back to you for a sec, because for anybody out there who has maybe some chronic back pain, let's say that they sit all day at work or they stand all day at work, just feeling some tightness or some discomfort in their lower back, maybe above the belt region. Um, or maybe there's someone like Robert who they're, they're lifting lots of weights and maybe they felt something kind of kink and they're not sure what to do. Um, obviously if you have something beyond what this next part of this conversation goes through, if you have something beyond this helping, go get it looked at. You know what I mean? Maybe you're regular doctor isn't going to be able to point in the right direction. Like Robert said, you know, he's, you were given steroids or uh, more or less pills to kind of um, be the bandaid mm -hmm. for, for the time being. But, um, you know, one of the easiest things, I think you guys can Google this, this, uh, this stretch, I'll tell you, but for the lower back, and I'll try to um, try to be guys build you a little uh, picture in your brain here. Um, if you were to go on your hands and knees, <clears throat> and I'm kind of thinking more on, on the sakes of something like soft, like your bed and let your feet hang over the edge, but you're going to be on your hands and knees. And what we're going to do is you can Google child's pose and child's pose is when it's done right. Um, it, it can be very relieving for the lower back and can allow the spine to decompress. And with some diaphragmatic breathing or some belly breathing, um, you can actually cause some nice, almost like an accordion open up. You can open up the lower facets and the disc and quote unquote, let them breathe after a long day of being compressed. So child's pose is recommended for a lot of people in my practice. Um, between five and 10 minutes a day. Now I will get one out of every hundred people who go into child's pose in an acute back flare up 
and it does not feel very good in the beginning because it's almost too fresh of an injury and sometimes they just don't feel very comfortable. So what I would do is I would start them on all fours, have them rock back into the child's pose position and then kind of rock forward, kind of flirting with that end range. So not letting them cause pain, but then rocking back forward onto their, their wrists and they would end up being still in that quadruped position. Um, so child's pose, your finished position would be your butt kind of getting back to where your ankles were sitting on them and then your arms would kind of rest down and your forehead will rest right onto your the back of your palms. So if you look up child's pose, you kind of get a picture of it. Hopefully I've described it well. Um, but after the five or 10 minutes, you know, kind of have a seat on your bed, let your blood flow return back to your legs, and then you can get up and start moving again. That should be a little bit relieving for most folks out there. Um, and especially you, Robert, I feel like that could really let those facets open up and breathe. Now it's not gonna fix if there's a misalignment, but it can provide decompression. And that's the one thing I wanna stress there. Yeah, I Googled the the pose uh, as you were explaining it there, and that's that's literally what I would do because I, I could feel I don't know I guess when I when I did that squat and I had that injury, it just you know forced all my facet joints to kind of like bunch up, and then some kind of I don't know the, the cartilage. The doctor said that cartilage probably popped out for temporarily, and then popped back in, and there was just some you know rubbing there. I, I don't know exactly, but doing this and opening things up the only thing that felt good. And then when I when I would hyperextend it and go the opposite way, that's when it would really bunch everything together and just <laughs> super painful. Yeah, and that's what you're doing is you're taking um, and colliding those joints and kind of crushing them into each other when you would arch back like that. So um, anytime you go back like that and you feel a little friendly reminder, um, like a little pain r reminder, you know that there's still inflammation in the joints and that should be a reminder for people out there that the joints just aren't quite healed yet. So, you know, People will ask, well, when can I get back into, you know, working out again or what have you? I want you guys to be active. I just don't want there to be an external load loaded to the spine if it's still trying to heal. Like you want it to heal up properly and uh, then you can start adding external load back in. there. So, again, just kind of a way to take the temperature, so to speak, of the area. Um, like you mentioned, you work back into extension. It hurts. Okay, cool. It's not ready for, you know, an extreme load in that position quite yet. Yeah, and it was it was humbling, man, because I, I don't like taking time off from the gym, but I didn't train at all for like the first like five or six days after the injury, which was just torturous. And then when I did start training again, I would, you know, do like half the weight and then, you know, gradually just scale up from there. Um, I, I feel like I'm more or less 100% now, but I mean, it was it was a, like three weeks of not lifting as hard and heavy as I would prefer, which is, like I said, humbling, but it's motivating to to not want to have to go through that again because then you're just doing yourself a disservice. And oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Well, and then you want to make sure that you're fully healed because in the back of your mind, it's still sitting there like, am I going to feel this again? You know what I mean? And and you kind of want to just have a couple weeks of good workouts under your under your belt, so to speak, before that that notion fades. Because it's going to be there for a little bit of, you know, be something that's, I won't say it haunts you, but you're kind of like, I hope I'm, okay, am I warmed up enough? Yeah, okay, I feel good. Then you can kind of up the weight. But it sounds like you're doing a perfect job of, of kind of gauging that. So So kudos to you for that for sure. Yeah, thanks, man. And on that note, you know, like you get like in your head, like you have a crazy injury like that. And then a lot of people like it's 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 honestly crazy how many people have suffered one acute injury like that and then have been too afraid to perform that same exercise. And then they just have like this mental block. Like one of, one of the guys that, that works for us and, and makes the keto bricks, he had, to, he had a bad injury doing deadlifts one time in high school football. And he hasn't he hasn't done deadlift since because he's just afraid of that injury coming back. But the more proactive you are and the more you train against that injury, the more likely you are to get past that mental roadblock and then get back in there and, and start making, you know, positive gains in the right direction. 
Oh, 100%. And you know what? There are parts of the brain that will never forget that specific angle to which that guy that you mentioned hurt his back. So on a deadlift, maybe he, um, I try to again build this as a picture over the audio, but if, if the guy hurt his back just getting ready to pull it off the ground, or maybe he was returning the bar to the ground and over flex or, you know, whatever it was, the brain never forgets that exact angle angle that, that the injury was, was originally uh, started. And so he may go to pick a penny off the floor at some point and, you know, something as, as um, harmless as a penny and, and he gets a friendly reminder, or maybe he kind of in the back of his mind stops himself before he goes to bend over. It's still a deadlift movement. And the, the, the thing that I always try to tell any of my athletes when they have an injury, whatever you got injured in, do not be afraid to get back into that, that exercise or that motion. A deadlift is one of the most functional movements when done properly that we can do as a human being. So you really want to, if anything, use that as motivation to um, regrain that movement pattern because clearly he had a you know, crappy movement pattern there and that's what led to the injury. Um, I hate to say that he does need to go see a chiropractor, but let's say he has a joint that's still stuck from the moment he got injured back then. How great would it be for him to get a couple adjustments to his lower back, free up some of that old scar tissue so he can move properly and then now he can revisit that deadlift pattern. And if he's scared to lift it off the ground, he can do the eccentric portion of a deadlift, which is probably one of the most powerful ways to rehab someone's lower back. Um, you know, obviously picking stuff up off the ground is going to have to be something he does at some point, but him fighting a five or 10 second negative, setting the bar down can actually be super beneficial for, uh, for his rehab to be, I mean, that's, that's what someone in my hands would, would be getting as a recommendation when they're starting to get back into the workouts is, don't fear that movement, find ways to incorporate it back in, but just be, you know, intelligent with the movement pattern. And if you need someone to help you shoot, send me a video from the side, send me a video from behind, let me see how you're moving. And then maybe I can help cue you on it. Now I'm not a strength and conditioning coach, but I am a biomechanics nerd. So I feel like I have enough intelligence and um, wherewithal to, to make those recommendations on the fly. So I hope that kind of helps because that young man that's working for you, I don't he needs to fear that movement he should actually use that as motivation to i should say attack his weakness right oh yeah absolutely man i think like fearing a specific movement to the extent that you're not even doing it anymore but even if you are doing it if you have that fear for it it causes you to favor it and overcompensate things and then that is going to be more likely to cause another injury than actually just you know becoming comfortable in that movement pattern again 100 percent. i mean you you said it perfect that that is exactly it if you avoid a movement pattern at some point in your life, you're going to have to revisit that. And if you haven't trained it, there's going to be a higher probability than no doubt. So. I love it. I love it. One one other question for you, man. What what are some other, I mean, since, since you are a chiropractor, this is like your your forte and you're, you're so in tune with, you know, proactive preventive injury. Um, what what are some other really good techniques, uh, maybe maybe totally unrelated to chiropractic uh, services, but like like deep tissue massage? you know, hot and cold plunge. I mean, infrared, is there anything in particular that, that you've taken a keen interest towards outside of chiropractic care that that's really been good for you? Yeah, I have. Um, so I'll go with one that I feel like a lot of people in the keto community kind of hear this over and over again, but huge fan of uh, sauna, you know, something over 170 degrees, 20 minutes a day, maybe four to five days a week. As far as inflammation goes, I, there's probably few things that, that match the way that the body can get rid of inflammation other than that, you know, um, I can follow that up with some type of vibration platform therapy where you stand on a bi plate um, and that helps uh, lymphatic drainage and get some of the lactic uh, buildup in the body out through your lymph system. 
Um, and that's a great way to, to, to rid waste of the body, so to speak. Um, and then you've got like your, um, like infrared saunas too. That that's another mm-hmm. great way to, um, you know, to rid the body of inflammation. Um, I, I preference though up here in the wintertime when it's this cold out. I mean, you can't beat a good hot sauna though. You know, um, we have an LA fitness in town that has a sauna that goes, you know, above 170 and it's, it's, it's perfect for, for that part of, of, uh, getting rid of inflammation. Um, and then like a local planet fitness has a, uh, a vibration platform, um, in with an infrared laser. So you get two for one while you're standing in there, which is kind of cool. And, uh, and then as far as like you mentioned other techniques, um, you know, obviously prepping the joints, um, before the workout, I'm not just saying your run of the mill warmups. I mean, you know, really if it's a lower body day, making sure those hips are functioning as a ball and socket. And there's like, again, not an easy way to do this over audio, but you know, there's movements that we can film and we can show people visually, um, that they can do slowing controlled to create a better hip. And then I, I, I go, I know I go back up to the shoulder, but if your hips moving better, your lower back doesn't have to work as hard and it should be able to function the way that it's supposed to. If your shoulder is moving the way that it's supposed to, it doesn't put as much of a demand into your upper ribs, your mid back and your neck. So I always try to make sure we're fixing those on, on the athletes on the regular. <clears throat> With that being said is that that will compound it. A poorly moving joint will compound, um, joints to move improperly and then the muscles to be either working too hard or shut them down and they start to get into a guarded mode, which brings me to deep tissue massage. So I think chiropractors and massage therapists couldn't be a better match, especially somebody who really knows how to get in there and release tissue. I do a little bit of both in my office. I mean, me, myself, I don't have any other staff, but if I can't get something to um, release in my particular way that I'll, I'll use different tools or whatnot, I'll send somebody out for a good hour of deep tissue uh, release or massage, whatever you want to call it, um, to somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. Like somebody that can get in there, and I hate to use the word seek and destroy, but they're not messing around. They're getting in there. They're going to release what I ask them to release, and that's going to allow me to do my job better. So I feel like we're like a good tag team, if you know what I'm saying. So, you know, Kairos and uh, massage therapists. And then also, if I need somebody to, to be with someone, teaching them how to move better um, for a full hour or for two hours, I'll send them to a physical therapist. You know what I mean? I have no problem. Um, referring out, I know when to refer out, and I feel like I am uh, bridging the gap when it comes to that in the area here. Like I know a lot of chiropractors don't like to refer to other chiropractors or chiros to PTs or PTs to chiros, um, but I am definitely someone who tries to include everybody, um, especially if they're good at what they do. So um, I am a mixer. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I, I want the best for whoever walks in the door, and if it feels like something I can help them with, I want them, you know, to follow my recommendations. If it's if I need them to go down the street to get something worked on. Um, you know, I value that person's expertise as well. So, um, a little bit of everything there. I hope I answered your question. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, this is great, man. I, I'm, I'm wanting to get a sauna at some point. I'd love to get a sauna. I'd love to, you know, obviously work on mobility prior to, um, you know, training. Um, and then the hot, the, the infrared, I've never played around with the infrared, but I've got a membership at Planet Fitness solely for their Stairmaster, but they have that infrared, like you said, so I might try checking that out. I'll tell you what, the uh, it's kind of weird when you're in there because the control panel is like, you got you almost need to get in there a couple of times to figure out how to control it. Um, but they have the vibration. Um, they call it a workout. It's not really a workout, but at the speed at which the floor vibrates, um, it causes confusion to your nervous system and your body has to adapt by balancing. Um, but if you stand there with a semi-unlocked knee, so they, they say, don't stand with a straight leg, with a straight knee. Um, you'll actually be able to get the body to rid itself of some of that, that uh, 
like lactic buildup and lymphatic drainage will increase. And then the infrared lighting, I know they sell it as like a cellulite reductor or like they say it opens up your fat cells. I mean, I don't, I'm not in there for that, but I know there's benefits for the infrared light. And I'm sure that there's someone who's an expert out there that will say, you know, Hey, that's actually a good infrared light or Hey, that's total garbage. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I, you know, I go in there, I feel great when I leave. It's, I think the vibration really does make a difference. Um, it, even down to the plantar fascia, the bottom of your feet, like it really just kind of mm-hmm. helps like press reset and all that. So, um, so yeah. And you know what, if I can't get in with a massage therapist, um, or just for like a daily, like feel good, they have those little like, um, massage, uh, hydro beds, hydro massage beds or whatever. And, and those always feel good. I can't, uh, I can't sit in a hydro bed without giggling, man. <laughs> That's super, oh, are you ticklish I, I like that? pressure water? Yeah, I'm super uh, ticklish. Well, I got to tell you something, man. So, so whenever we meet up, I'm going to 100% have a couple different tools with me that I like to use with some of my athletes on the road. Um, you've probably heard of something called a Theragun. I don't have a Theragun. I have what's called a PTLMS. It's a tendon ligament muscle stimulator, and it's definitely a percussion tool that I'll use to kind of help prep the body before the adjustment. Um, it helps local relaxation and it also helps kind of promote that lymphatic drainage. Um, and I use it before and after the, the adjustment. So I do it as kind of a relaxer. And then at the end, I use it on some of your paraspinal muscles to hold a new postural position. Um, and there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do with it. But a lot of people have heard the word Theragun out there or that's like super popular in the CrossFit community, right? Like it looks like a jigsaw yeah. with a little, little yes. rubber ball in the end, basically. Yep. Yep. Basically. And that's not what I have. The one I have is more tiered towards. Um, scoliotic patients and then your chiropractic patients. So, um, a little bit different. Um, it's once again, it's PT LMS. It's from a company called Pedabon. Um, and there's all kind of benefits for all these different guns out there. But anyways, if you're ticklish, we'll buckle up, son, because you know what? You're going to be getting a little bit of something that might make you giggle, but you will feel amazing, especially if you get adjusted at the same time. It'll feel like, um, it'll just be a great little, uh, treat for you there. But if you giggle, I'll try to work with you on the breathing. So it's not so ticklish. <laughs> yeah so. yeah it's crazy man like you i've done i've done one deep tissue massage and i mean it was just excruciating pain like it's funny like you know I, I, like i said i'm pretty i've got a pretty high pain pain threshold but you know you start stimulating these muscles and, and everything in ways that you've never felt before it's like your body doesn't even know how to respond it's just like an oddity it is and you know what i have to you know come from the the position that i've been adjusted since i was born like my dad was a chiropractor i know we didn't get into a whole lot of like how i got a became a chiropractor and stuff but uh you know, I've always been adjusted and I'm, you know, 33 now. So it, it just comes as common as someone saying, Hey, you know, did you drink water today? Like I get adjusted twice a month on the regular because I know how great it makes me feel. Um, and there's so many benefits. Like it can help boost your immune system, reset your sleep patterns, um, help you recover faster, digest food better, go to the bathroom more consistently. Notice all those things I told you have nothing to do with pain or muscles. Um, but a lot of times people come in here, I always try to sit them down and show them the benefits that they'll be receiving beyond just what they came in here with complaint wise. So, um, it's amazing. And there's just, I could spend so much time going through the neurology of the benefit of if I adjust here in your neck, what the benefits you'll feel if I'm adjusting here in your mid back, what are some of the benefits you'll fear? And then your lower back, some of the benefits you'll feel. Um, and we can always go through that. Like I said, as a video, you know, it'd be a lot easier to point at something and show somebody something. Um, but it is amazing. So I think as you get adjusted more and more, your body will become a little bit more in tune or comfortable with what's happening. And same thing with massage. Like, yeah, of course it's weird. Somebody touching you and then working on your muscles, but if they haven't been sensitized, um, you know, enough, yeah, it can be ticklish. Your body's just not used to that letting go, you know? So, um, again, I, I would have you, you know, give it a second, a third, a fourth shot. And over time, 
especially for you, man, you're built like a brick house. You could really use some of that releasing and then that way your muscles know how to fire better and uh, pair that up with a couple of chiropractic adjustments. You'll feel like a million bucks. <clears throat> well, shoot, man, let's definitely, let's definitely try and link up. I'll let you know for sure, uh, you know, when I'm coming to, to Ohio, if, if that does pan out. But if so, let's definitely plan on getting some video footage and making this, you know, audio conversation relevant from a, like a video format so that people can see and apply some of these techniques themselves. Yeah, I'd love it. I, I really would. Cause that's, you know, when I'm on social media and whatnot, it, you can put a post up of something, but people are so much more of a visual learner. And I know audio helps, but when you can show somebody some stuff and, and we can go over some common uh, mobility things for, for folks out there, I think it'll really speak to the numbers and hopefully it'll help a lot of people get rid of some of their pain or at least point them in the right direction of where to get looked at um, for something that's going on a little deeper. And you've got so many clients, I'm sure it comes up in conversation or maybe it will now. They'll, they'll ask you, hey, mm -hmm. like, you know, do you have a video you can point me to? And if we film a couple of things, you can point them to that video and see if it helps them. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. Let's let's count on that for sure. Um, well, sweet, Jim. I, I definitely appreciate the time. Well, where can people go to find out more about you? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, any social media platform, I've got something that they can they can log on to and kind of follow along. I'm the most active on Instagram. Um, that and Twitter have the same handle. It's at Rubber City Cairo, all one word, R-U-B-B-E-R-C-I-T-Y-C-H-I-R-O. And uh, you can follow along there and you can DM me if you have any questions about podcasts or if you have a little ache or pain that's something that's bugging you. I can shoot a video and tailor it to you anonymously. Um, and, and I'll do some Insta Live videos there. Um, and then over on Facebook, um, of course, I have a personal page, but as far as the office goes, it's Rubber City Chiropractic. Um, we're up here in Akron. Akron is a term that, that Rubber City. Um, you've got, you know, Goodyear, Goodrich, all the tire companies are up here. So, um, again, it's Rubber City Chiropractic. And then, yeah, if you guys if you guys enjoyed, you know, reach out to me. Let me know how you like the podcast. And, and I'm always happy to help. Uh, I do appreciate the opportunity again, Robert. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it, man. I learned a lot. And I'm, I'm excited to come see you in, in person and apply some of it, man. Let's make it happen. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Take care, buddy.